not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, let's kick this show off like this. August is National Shooting Sports Month, and Zach Snow with the National Shooting Sports Foundation is going to join me to talk about it a little later on. I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors. Thank you so much for hanging out in the camp house with us. Hey, it's air-conditioned. We have lots of iced tea made up over there. (laughs) Front door to the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by Calming Care from Purina. Calming Care settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper, and it does it gently and safely over time. Calming Care. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R. Major League Fishing, the Bass Pro Tour, Stage 6. They're on the water this weekend, Lake Champlain, Plattsburgh, New York. They kicked it off on Thursday. They'll crown a champion Tuesday. More than $805,000 total purse with hundred grand going to the winner. And valuable points that could propel someone into that Red Crest 2022 championship. If you're in the area, you live up that way. Anglers take off from the Plattsburgh Boat Ranch on Dock Street in Plattsburgh, New York. 8 a.m. Eastern every day. Takeout at that same ramp beginning at 5 p.m. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com and take a look at these three big fat bass that Gage King and Banks Shaw of Sail Creek High School caught the other day on their home water, Chickamauga, Dayton, Tennessee. They won that Mossy Oak Bassmaster High School National Championship. Gage and Banks earned a $5,000 scholarship as well as the $2,000 Big Bass scholarship that goes with it. You know, when I think of giant bass, I think of three locations, California, Texas, and Florida. I think a lot of people are that way. Some years back, biologists down in Florida came up with the Trophy Catch program which celebrates a Hall of Fame catch. A Hall of Fame fish weighs 13 pounds or more. And trophy catch recently hit the 100 mark. A big milestone for them. 100 Hall of Fame catches weighing 13 pounds or more. Biologists down in Florida received valuable data from the anglers, and that information plays a crucial role in management decisions. To celebrate 100 Hall of Fame anglers were asked to participate in a survey and gather some unique information about pursuing and catching Florida's very biggest bass. The results are pretty doggone interesting. Hall of Fame catches were submitted from 23 counties across Florida. If you would like to go hunting for a hog in Florida, you might want to stick to the north-central part of the state. Clay and Putnam counties led the way. About 30% of the Hall of Fame catches came from those two counties. Only 12% of those Hall of Fame bass were caught at dawn or dusk. The majority were caught during midday or afternoon. And you really don't need to spend a whole lot of time deciding what bait to tie on. The runaway champion is the old tried and true plastic worm. 41% of those Hall of Fame fish came on a plastic worm. In Texas, the Big Bass program is called Share Lunker. Originally, the name was Share A Lunker. 
When you caught a 13-pounder bigger bass, you shared that giant with biologists at the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. They did some selective spawning with those fish and then distributed the fry back into our Texas lakes. And boy, has it ever been a successful program. The numbers are in from the 2021 Texas Sherlunker program. And boy, it's a banner year. 18 successful spawns from 19 of the 23 13-pound or larger largemouth bass that were loaned to the state of Texas for that selective breeding program. From those 18 successful spawns, the department's hatchery staff produced 271,872 fingerlings to benefit Texas public waters. 21 was a heck of a year for share lunkers. Let's go back and look at some of those numbers again. 23 total share lunkers this year. That's the most during January through March since 1995. There were 27 that year. Ten different water bodies produced share lunkers this year. Five entries were new lake records. Eagle Mountain, Lake Tyler, Coleman City Lake, Lake Travis, and O.H. Ivy. That O.H. Ivy water body record, 16.4. And it's the 16th largest largemouth bass ever verified in Texas in private or public water, either one. The Lake Travis record stood for nearly 30 years and was broken with a 15-plus pounder caught by a 15-year-old angler. Trace Jansen. For the second season in a row, an angler submitted two entries, this time around from O.H. Ivy, last season from Lake Allen Henry. And the Sherlunker program surpassed 613 pound or bigger largemouth bass, reaching number 608 since the program's inception back in 1986. Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic, and it's so safe that you can use it every day for dogs with chronic GI upset, safe enough to use with weaning puppies. It'll make that transition easier, and it'll help build a strong GI system for life in those little pups. Forta Flora. Hey, everybody, it's Dominic Zamito with Two Rivers Fly Shop in North Fork, Arkansas. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Billy, are you sinking? It looks like you've got a heck of a hole in your waders there. fishing like I do. Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to invite you and your family to the Crappie Expo in Shreveport, Bossier City, October 123. The Crappie Expo is for crappie fanatics like you. There will be over 100 crappie fishing exhibitors selling today's top crappie fishing products. Red River Shootout, top 100 crappie teams competing for $250,000 in the Mr. Crappie Invitational Tournament. Free, the world's largest crappie fry will be held Saturday, October the 2nd, starting at 11 a.m. Fried crappie, french fried taters, and hush puppies. Mm-hmm. Giving away $10,000 on Saturday and Sunday. Must be present to win. Cash is king. Crappie Expo 2021 is brought to you by Ford Trucks. Lose, Strike King, Riceland Rice Bran Oil, Humminbird, The Boat Shop, and Bayou Outdoors Superstore. CrappieExpo.com, Crappie 
The granddaddy of all hunting shows, The Hunter's Extravaganza, returns to Houston, Fort Worth, and San Antonio. Bring the kids and see Gator Country's huge alligators and last season's bucks in our annual deer contest. Check out the latest in hunting gadgets and gear and enter our locked and loaded mega giveaway to win big. The Hunter's Extravaganza, coming this summer to Houston, Fort Worth, and San Antonio. For details and tickets, go to Hunter'sExtravaganza.com, a Texas Trophy Hunters production. It's time to get doves and ducks on your mind. And, hey, deer season is just around the corner. Ramp it up this year with help from Marksman Firearms in Mansfield, Killeen, Wichita Falls, and Granbury. Rifles, pistols, shotguns, ammo, and accessories. Marksman makes it easy, too, with same-as-cash 90-day layaway. Military and first responders enjoy a 10% discount. New to shooting? No problem. Marksman Firearms has knowledgeable pros that love to help. Make your mark at Marksman. MarksmanFirearms.com If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, Delicious every time. CajunFryer.com After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests and... um, We like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six seven eight groups and we don't try to do it on 40 acres i mean these people get to walk they get to see some country joe and ann kirchival invite you to enjoy this free range ranch just northwest of san antonio visit joshuacreek.com In Genesis chapter 9, God himself told man that if it flies, moves on the earth, or swims in the water, it is meat for us. What a gracious God we have. We celebrate that in this old camp house, Kinder Outdoors. Hey, welcome back. I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And uh, for you folks down around Houston, hey, it's a big, big day because yesterday the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganzas kicked back into gear. Stop number one is Houston, Fort Worth next weekend, and then in two weeks, San Antonio. I've got Lauren Conklin with the Texas Trophy Hunters Association. Uh, 
on that Kinder Outdoors trot line now. Lauren, congratulations. You guys are up and running. I missed talking to you last year. COVID knocked us completely out, but hey, we're back. Hey, we are so, so excited. It's It's been too long. We are excited to be here. We're excited to have the show going, to see some some old faces and new faces. Yeah, this is a reunion every year uh, when I go to Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza show, and uh, I'm really looking forward to Fort Worth next weekend. But, hey, this weekend you guys are in Houston. It's off and running. It's official. Uh, how did it go yesterday? Uh, what's it look like in there? I just wish I was there. You know, it is, it's so exciting. I think we've seen over the last couple of weeks the excitement building. I've heard from members, from our exhibitors that just couldn't wait for this weekend to happen. And we're here now and you can just, you can kind of feel it throughout the show and, um, just, just throughout all of, all of the events that are happening, the exhibits that we have going on. It's just a lot of energy inside, inside the show and we're excited to be here. It sounds like your exhibitors were really, really happy when you guys made the announcement that yes, we're gonna we're gonna have a in person party this year. They're happy to be back, aren't they? Oh my gosh, so many people are. And you know, it's one of those things. The show, as you mentioned, it's a reunion of some sorts. It's been going on for forty five years. A lot of the exhibitors that we've had have been here for. Well, we've got some that have been here for the full forty five years, which is amazing. Um, but you know, these exhibitors they they go with us to all the shows. So a lot of the people that are here in Houston, they're gonna pack up and we're gonna travel together and go to Fort Worth next weekend and then on to San Antonio the following weekend. So for us it's it's kind of a family event. You know, it really we all kinda hang out together and um yeah, the exhibitors are just wonderful. We love we love being together, and they're excited we're here. Yeah, there's there are some standard things that happen, some entertainment that happens every year at Texas Trophy Hunters, and those things are back this year. But there are also some exhibitors that maybe uh, we only as hunters have access to once a year at the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza shows, where we can actually uh, shake a hand, press the flesh, and and hold their goods and and product in our hand. Uh, so the exhibitors, it's it's a really uh, big deal and, and a can't miss for a lot of folks. Tell us about rattlesnakes and alligators and all that stuff. We do. We've got lots of, we've got all that. We've got everything um, to keep you geared up for the upcoming hunting season. This really is, you know, every year we say this is the launch to the kickoff to the hunting season. And it really does, you know, bring everyone together, gets you excited, gets you geared up for the season. Um, but also, you know, bring your kids, bring your, your grandkids, your family, because um, we've got a lot of educational exhibits um, that are fun. So we've got a fish tank for the kids. We've got um, a live gator show. We've got uh, live rattlesnakes um, that you can see. We've got, um, of course, our, our annual deer competition. This year, it's bigger than ever um, wow. because we actually included two seasons this year. So we had so many people that were bummed because we didn't have the show last year, but um, we opened it up so they could bring, um, you know, from last season also. So we've got two seasons uh, on the wall right now of the uh, the deer competition, so that's huge. That's an attraction in itself. You get to come and see all those beautiful mounts hanging up there. Um, so excited about that. So yeah, just lots of uh, lots of entertainment, lots of energy inside the hall here. Um, we also have a center stage that we have um, we put together this year. So we've got some live um, 
live seminars. We've got um, some some live um, kind of panel interviews happening, some podcasts happening on the stage. So um, definitely something happening at every moment when you walk in that door. Oh, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. And listen, guys, if you're attending Houston today, I'm going to make you a bet right now that you can't see everything you need to see today. So when you get there, don't buy a one-day pass for 12 bucks. Buy a weekend pass for 15 and you're in today and tomorrow. Uh, and certainly Fort Worth next weekend, San Antonio in two weeks. On Friday, buy that weekend pass, and you're good all three days as much as you uh, want to go. It's back bigger than, and better than ever, and I'm so excited. Can't wait to see you in Fort Worth next week, uh, Lauren. Have a, have a great week. I'm looking week. forward to it. Yeah, you bet. Uh, have a great show this weekend. I'll, I can't wait thank to hear you. the results next week. Thank you, thank you. We're excited to to end out this weekend and head on to Fort Worth, get some rest before I come, and we'll hang out next weekend. Sounds good. Lauren Conklin with the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza shows. This corner of the camp house is brought to you by Calming Care that very gently settles that dog that just freaks out during a thunderstorm. Calming Care gently over time settles that dog. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. It is National Shooting Sports Month. There are over 8 million new gun owners in America, and it's time to go to school a little bit. My buddy Jim Terrell joins us from Off-Duty Armory, Burleson, Texas. Jim, welcome. Talk to us about single action, double action. Elementary to you, but a lot of folks don't know what that means. That's one of the more common questions that we get here, especially in, in beginning shooters or somebody looking for a handgun, is what's this double action, single action thing, or this DASA or DAO or DAK, what does all that mean? And basically it boils down to uh, handguns, revolvers, and semi-automatics come down to either a double action or a single action uh, type of, of firing mechanism. And it's pretty simple. It basically refers to how many things happen when you pull the trigger. A single action implies that there's one thing that happens. So basically in a single action gun, the, the pressing or pulling of the trigger releases the hammer or the firing pin and makes the gun fire. That's all it does. In a double action style gun, be it a revolver or a semi-automatic, the trigger has the capability of pulling the hammer back and releasing it. So it actually does two things. Now, a good way to remember in what type of gun may be more uh, preferable to you is a double action handgun is going to have a longer, heavier trigger pull. It's going to inherently be more accurate. However, there is a safety feature to that, especially for concealer holstered carry, in having a heavier trigger pull. Um, if you have to pull on the trigger harder to make the gun fire, it's going to be less accurate. There's going to be more movement. So it's some, one of those things that you have to look at and find out what's best for you. Each ind individual person is going to be different, and some people may struggle with a double action uh, trigger because of the weight to pull it. Uh, so a single might be better for them. Somebody else, you know, might prefer the heavier trigger pull. Yeah. Is one more safe than the other? It depends on who you ask, uh, but yes, a double action trigger does take more pressure in order to actuate it and make it fire. There have been some instances in some law enforcement agencies, especially where um, 
people have accidentally shot themselves in the leg or in the hip because they get their finger on the trigger too quick and it's light enough to engage before they can clear the muzzle, uh, clear their uh, body of the muzzle. So there have been some law enforcement agencies that have gone to double action only type guns and heavier trigger uh, uh, pulls for that very reason. What is Jim Terrell's preference and why? Well, I like a single action. I, I train all the time. I'm a big believer in, in muscle memory and, and, uh, and, and training with a gun. Firearms are tools like anything else. So I prefer a single action trigger because it's more accurate. Uh, and I'm, I'm comfortable shooting that type of gun. But I'm also very cautious about the way I, I carry a handgun, uh, the type of holster and, and the things that I do and the, and the mannerisms that I, I deploy the pistol and clear the muzzle of my body before even actuating the trigger. Very good. Let's hang a target and do a little shooting during the break. Let's do it. It is National Shooting Sports Month, the month of August. And, hey, if you're one of those 8 million-plus brand-new first-time gun owners in the good old USA, congratulations. We're going to talk to Zach Snow with the National Shooting Sports Foundation in just a little while. Right here, Kinder Outdoors. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Babe Winkleman. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. With Kinder Outdoors. The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. Way out in West Texas on Highway 287, about 40 miles east of Amarillo, is one of the coolest roadside stops that you'll find. Right there on the south side of the highway sits the Buffalo Gold Herdware Store. Buffalo Gold features wonderful western art, one-of-a-kind jewelry, and all things buffalo. Belts, boots, and bison leather products of all kinds. 
Our Buffalo wool socks, gloves, hats, beanies, and more will keep you warm like never before during the coldest winters. And that road trip will feel better, too, with a soft and cozy buffalo down knit throw or lap robe. Unique and beautiful Damascus steel kitchen knives. Vintage Navajo sterling and turquoise jewelry. A huge selection of bison moccasins, shoes, and boots for hunting, working, or just looking great. Stop in and see us at the Buffalo Gold Herdware Store. Yes, we do have our own herd. 40 miles east of Amarillo near Goodnight, Texas. BuffaloGold.net Now, more than maybe ever, we could all use a little getaway. And the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas is the perfect spot. We are open for business and with well-thought-out precautions to help keep our guests safe. Bring the RV and enjoy our full-service hookups, complete with cable TV, ramped-up Wi-Fi, and space to spread around while enjoying a great view of Grapevine Lake. We can comfortably accommodate any size RV or motorhome with plenty of pull-through sites. The Vineyards also features spacious lakefront cabins, fully equipped with all that you and your family will need to enjoy comfort camping. Our campground store is well-stocked with everything from groceries and ice to firewood and fishing supplies. Don't forget to bring the boat! The Vineyards Campground and Cabins features a private boat ramp with plenty of parking, a private beach, kayak, bicycle and paddleboard rentals, and even a full-service laundry on-site. Come to the Vineyards! We're right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, but you'll feel millions of miles away. VineyardsCampground.com For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. Men and women, hunters, shooters, and fishers are the reason that wild creatures roam bountifully in wild places. This is where we come together to talk about it. Kinder Outdoors. Coming up on Friday, I'll be at the Big Brothers Big Sisters Sporting Clay Shoot, big fundraiser, uh, just south of Fort Worth at Alpine. Uh, shooting range. It's been down there every year. This is one of the few shoots that you'll ever find where they actually supply the shotgun shells to you. Heck of a shoot for a great cause. Uh, if you'd like to shoot in that, uh, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. We've got the link and the hookup there for you. And whether it's Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or whoever, when you go out this month of August, National Shooting Sports Month, to tune up for those doves, which are coming up in September, right around the corner, Take your tune-up, your knock-the-rust-off session uh, to a Big Brothers Big Sisters or someone that can benefit from your time on the range. 
By all means, though, do get out and practice, get ready, because those doves fly fast and hard. And after about the first 30 minutes of dove season, they learn to dart, dive, and duck. <laughs> I want to talk to David Gray, my old buddy with Dove Blasters. Uh, it's been about a decade ago, about 10 years ago, I learned about this guy, David Gray, and this unique deal that he had put together, a day leasing and season leasing system for dove hunters called Dove Blasters. And I just had to talk to him about it. I gave him a call, and we met, Dave, remember, in, in front of Bass Pro Shop uh, in Grapevine. Believe it or not, that's been about a decade. <laughs> that has been a while. It seems uh, it's crazy how time, uh, how fast that time goes. It, uh, it has flown by. It's either a decade or real close to it. And since then, Dove Blasters has, has grown and has gone high-tech, and it's pretty incredible uh, the way we can locate uh, a dove hunting lease, a day lease, and get everything taken care of without ever having to get in the pickup and go take a look at something. You've done all the scouting for us, and, and all we have to do is download an app, uh, pay for a membership, and we're good to go. Am I right? Yeah, you're exactly right. And so what we do is we have scouts go out all the time. But, you know, like anything, you know, they're here one day, gone the next, and gone the next, and here the next day. So we, the closer it gets to um, opening day, we really go out there and 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 tell people what's going on, uh, what the uh, field conditions are, um, and, and we want to make sure that our clients have the best customer experience possible. So I, I know we have a cup, or there's one field that has like a rut in it that uh, the heavy rains came and um, dug out. So we want to make sure that our clients don't get stuck in that. So. Beforehand, we say, hey, by the way, there's a rut here. Go around it because in the dark, you're not going to be able to see it. So we do everything we can to make our clients have the best customer experience as well as an incredible hunt. And talk to us a little bit about about how this works. We purchase a membership from you. Uh, now, is that a season membership or is it? can we do a one-day hunt? Well, so there's two different options. You can have a season membership, and what that allows you to do is that is all of the Dove Blasters properties – you can hunt as many times as you want throughout the season. There's no limit. You just go wherever you want. You make a reservation. It pulls up on the app. It shows you your location and your reserved slot. And it's just like reserving the uh, seat in a theater. So you pick your theater, which is the property. Then you pick the seat, which is the slot that you hunt in. You get a push notification when you arrive to the property. It tells you, welcome to the property. Here is where your slot is located. Then you drive. You, in real time, you see your location on the property and where your slot is located. And when you arrive to it, it says, welcome to your slot, happy hunting. And you can pull your vehicle right up on the tree line and hunt right there. It makes it real easy to find your spot in the dark early in the morning. Well, and you're right. And also, you don't have to worry about getting there at midnight to get, you know, the best spot. Uh, if you want to get there 10 minutes before sunrise, you can do that because it is reserved. It is your spot. No one else will be there. And um, that's the beauty of this. You know, you don't have to worry about when sun comes up, there's somebody 10 feet in front of you, which makes it very dangerous, which we've eliminated that completely. And um, if you want to do day hunts, if you don't want to do the season or if you're in town for a short time, then we have the day hunts. Uh, opening day to opening weekend is anywhere from 75 to 100 bucks. And after that, it goes down after that. So we have many options for you to choose some, and um, some of those fields out there opening day for 100 bucks, they're going to be a smoke show. <laughs> you always do your scouting and, and uh, get plenty of property. Uh, now, all of these are in North Texas. If you're listening to us in Kansas, 
uh, this doesn't do you any good up there. But if you're going to be working in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, you're coming down to visit uh, a good client, might be a really good opportunity to go do something other than a round of golf, take them dove hunting, uh, and uh, David Gray and Dove Blasters can, can hook you up and, uh, and get you set up in a, in a really good spot. Uh, so where do we find you, and what do we do from here? So all you have to do is you can either go on them internets, then you go, you search for Dove Blasters or um, Dove Hunting Frisco, we're, we're number one on there. Or you can go to the mobile app store on iOS and Android and just type in Dove Blasters. You download the app, register right there, and away you go. Free to download, free to register. Uh, all you all you got to do is pay for your membership or your day lease, and, uh, and then you're good to go. Um, have you have you had other people come to you because this is revolutionary what you came up with a few years ago? Have you ever had people call you and say, hey, "How do you do that? I want to try to do that here in Florida or whatever." Well, the good thing is, is if you are a landowner, you can actually sign up and lease your property through this website. So if you have property in Florida, Kansas, wherever, you can put your property on the website and actually grid out your property and create the property boundary, and put the slots available. And what's even good about this, Bill, is let's say you've got a spot by a pond that's a real honey hole. Well, you know what? You might want to sell that for 50 bucks a day, where other places on the property you're going to sell for 25 So you have the option to fluctuate the price uh, price margins in any way you see fit. So it's very, very flexible, and it's designed for all types of hunting. And if I'm not mistaken, the landowner can see – actually who has shown up on their property and when and where they actually are. Well, what's good about that is if you're a landowner, you can open up the mobile app because you have a different interface than the hunter, and you can actually see where the hunters are on your property in real time. And what's also good is, like, let's say you see somebody walking to a place they're not supposed to. Well, you can tap on that hunter and send them a push notification directly to their phone. Or if you have a group of people on a specific property, you can send a group push notification to everybody on the property, letting them know lunch is served or bad weather is coming in. Better get out of there. So it's just whatever you want. You can use it for the, the applications are almost endless. Man, something else. Uh, David Gray and his uh, dove blasters, it's, uh, it's a very modern and high-tech way to, uh, to go dove hunting and secure your spot in the dove field. Dove, uh, Dave, have a great season. Maybe we'll get together and shoot a bird, of, uh, international bird of peace or two. <laughs> That'd be great, Bill. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Some of the best doves I ever ate were down on the Mexican border with a buddy of mine. Old Mike Bowers and I were deer hunting down there on the Glasscock Ranch. We had some dove breast with us, a few spices, salt, pepper, some butter. And we fried those dove breasts up on an open fire. Maybe it was because it was cold and snowing. Maybe because stuff just tastes better on a campfire, but that simple recipe made those doves just unbelievably good that night. I still remember decades later how good that was. In more recent years, and this is another good one over the campfire, simple kebabs. Fillet the breast meat from the breast bone, quarter your breast meat, and incorporate them with onion, bell pepper, cherry tomatoes, whatever you like on a skewer, Marinate, season them up, and throw those bad boys on the grill. Dove kebabs. Mmm. Hard to beat. Zach Snow is with the National Shooting Sports Foundation. We're talking about National Shooting Sports Month when we come back from the coffee pot. By the way, did you know that during National Shooting Sports Month, there are 
all kinds of great discounts and freebies available at your various gun ranges ranges throughout your city and across the country. Yeah, it's a great time to go shooting. And make sure you grab a family member or friend and take them along with you, okay? Thanks for hanging out with us today at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, everybody, it's Colorado Buck. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, Billy, where, where in the world did he go? Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall. The Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. Therefore, the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Oahe. The view from your giant western Canada red cedar lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef. Oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, Yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is, this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. 
In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com believe that a creek full of fish and woods loaded with wildlife are good for our kids. And the kids tend to agree. At Kinder Outdoors, we work hard to preserve both every day. I went down to the old camp house mailbox the other day and boy, to my great surprise was a real treat from Ronnie. He didn't give me a last name. It's just Ronnie in Weatherford, Texas. He says, hey, Billy, I love the show. I want to award you with handmade items. And those items were two hand-carved fishing bobbers. Got a picture of them at kinderoutdoors.com. Hand-carved and painted. And, uh, boy, what beautiful work you've done, Ronnie. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Those are on display in the old camp house now. Ronnie says he loves to fish. We are in the same boat there, brother. Check out the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com, and you'll see those... uh, that handiwork of Ronnie. And while you're at kinderoutdoors.com, be sure to register for those Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganza tickets that we're giving away. A six-pack of tickets. They're good for Fort Worth next weekend, San Antonio in two weeks. Tons of Texas Trophy Hunter tickets coming your way from Kinder Outdoors. Kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. A six-pack of tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters extravaganza. Let's jump on that Kinder Outdoors trot line right now and celebrate National Shooting Sports Month with the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Zach Snow is with the NSSF. We always visit about this time of year, Zach, because it is National Shooting Sports Month. And, Zach, it's time to celebrate. Yes, it is. That's a big, big deal, especially this year, Zach, because, oh, my goodness, a lot of people own a gun today that didn't one year ago. Yes. This is true. Over eight and a half million new gun owners, for that matter, Billy. And it's uh, it's exciting to see the the surge of new gun owners out there, and uh, we welcome them to join us in celebrating Shooting Sports Month this August for the fifth annual year in a row now. Yes, absolutely. And you know, lots of different reasons that people uh, bought a gun last year, and and that is what it is. But the end result is you have a you now have a firearm and you've got a range nearby, somewhere close to you, that would love to show you, teach you, help you, uh, enjoy time on the range with you. Uh, The shooting uh, crowd, uh, the folks that enjoy the shooting sports, uh, there's no reason to be intimidated, Zach. We're a welcoming bunch of folks. Oh, no doubt about that. You know, it really is an extended family, uh, and, and I would say most shooters at ranges across the country are there to welcome you in with open arms. 
and help guide you down the path to get you on target and also just expose you to new shooting sports that you may never have seen before to really kickstart that shooting sports journey as a new gun owner. Because, as you said, yeah, many people may have purchased a firearm to feel safer last year. Well, now take that safe and turn it into fun by heading out to the range and getting a taste of the array of shooting sports activities that ranges have to offer across the country. You know, I, I have the privilege and have had for a number of years now of teaching youth shotgun uh, in the uh, summertime, in the spring and summertime. And uh, when I do that, I always have parents there with kids that are, you know, they're kind of, they're nervous. They, they're not real sure about all this. They've never been around guns themselves. And, Zach, by the end of the day, the parents are up there shooting, too, wanting their equal time. It's it's fun. It is so very safe. People learn that when they finally uh, get past the stigmatism and, and get their hands-on training and, and around it at the range. Uh, it's so safe. And you guys have got some great statistics, I think, that I've seen that back that up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, we also know statistically that, you know, there's over 30 million Americans that if invited to go target shooting, they would. And, you know, stemming back to what you just said there, Billy, you know, thank you for what you're doing to give back and introducing new people and being a mentor. That ties right in with an initiative we started a few years back known as the Plus One Movement, uh, which Plus One is very much tied right into National Shooting Sports Month in that we challenge each and every gun owner, target shooter out there to join the Plus One Movement by introducing somebody new and relive the shot that first shot you took through the eyes of a friend. Uh, you know, I can't say that there's not a more rewarding feeling than getting a person to break their first clay target, ring their first piece of steel, or hit the bullseye on a paper target. And doing it for youth while their parents are around just makes them recognize that, wow, this is a new activity that we can actually enjoy with our kids for the rest of our life. Yeah. So, as gun owners <laughs> listening right now, I encourage you all to take the plus one challenge and take the pledge to introduce somebody new as you celebrate Shooting Sports Month and help grow our sports. Absolutely. And, and to watch that new shooter, if you invite your neighbor to the range, when they break that first clay or hit that target like Zach was talking about, and you see the light come on in them, and they finally realize why we've all been so excited about this for so long, it's a great moment, and you want to do it over and over again. Um, we all think about movie theaters and dinner and, and traditional things like that. But, hey, make it a date at the range. And, uh, you know, that can be with your son, your daughter, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Go shooting. Rent a gun and have fun at the range. It's a great way to get to know each other. Yep. And, uh, you know, we've got hundreds of ranges across the country and retailers that are joining in the celebration this August with fun promotions and events. Uh, you can learn more at letsgoshooting.org to find a host range or retailer near you. You can also uh, enter the plus one gearbox giveaways that we have this month. We have six different gearboxes thanks to our sponsors uh, and uh, also helping just growing the sports by taking the plus one pledge. You bet. Absolutely. Hey, tell me about your hunting season last year. Did you get a chance to go uh, turn the bird dogs loose and get out in the field? I did. You know, I got out there a few times with Dad and the dogs, and always great to be out there with family and friends. And, uh, yeah, you know, we got out in the field, so I'm looking forward to this fall and getting my doggies out there again. You know, I got a younger English cocker who she's uh, she's a little harder-headed than the boy, but, uh, you know, we're making headway each day. 
So uh, <laughs> definitely look forward to getting out there with family again in the fall. And uh, for right now, just enjoying some time out on the range, breaking clays, ring and steel, whenever time permits. Yep, August traditionally the time when uh, folks start to get that shotgun out uh, that's been in the closet for a year because, hey, before long, doves are going to be legal. It'll be dove season, and then all the uh, upland seasons unfold, and uh, now is a great time to uh, to go and get out on the range and uh, and get warmed up, tuned up for bird season. And like you were saying, there are some great deals right now with retailers and ranges all across the country during National Shooting Sports Month, uh, you can you can uh, come out a winner on this deal and save a little money uh, along the way. Uh, Zach, for folks that don't know, tell us who is the National Shooting Sports Foundation? Well, NSSF is the Firearm Industry Trade Association. We were founded in 1961. Our mission is to promote, preserve, and protect hunting and the shooting sports. And so we're a member-based organization that represents the manufacturers, firearm retailers, shooting ranges, shooting sports organizations, and our industry's media outlets uh, to help in attracting people to the shooting sports and to protect our industry from any challenges we could potentially face. Yeah, and you do uh, a heck of a job. A lot, a lot of people have never even heard of the NSSF. You quietly go about your business, but so very strong for we, uh, the gun owners, through uh, helping our retailers, and uh, and ranges, and we greatly uh, greatly appreciate that. Zach, happy uh, shooting sports month to you. Thank you, Billy. You too. And uh, to everyone listening, let's go shooting. That is Zach Snow with the National Shooting Sports Foundation as we uh, celebrate National Shooting Sports Month. Hey, the Dallas Safari Club Wyoming chapter is having a get-together. It's a brunch, and it's limited to only 75 seats at this uh, DSC, Wyoming DSC Summer Soiree. It'll be at the Wyoming Rib and Chop House, and they're going to have a great lineup of hunts and firearms uh, that they're going to be raffling and auctioning. And listen, if you can't be there in person, you can still place your bid online. Tune in to the live stream. It's all coming up Saturday, August 21st, two weeks from today, 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. at the Wyoming Rib and Chop House, Casper, Wyoming. Come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. Yes, we are, and this corner of the camp house is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. There's a Pro Plan formula specifically built for your dog. Make the switch, and you'll see with your own eyes a healthier dog in just a couple of weeks. Pick up the Pro Plan formula that best suits your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Missouri, and Kansas. And by the way, for you bird dog folks, Ronnie Smith is going to join us from Ronnie Smith Kennels up in Oklahoma a little bit later on this hour. And we're going to be talking about the trained retrieve and hunt dead. Hey, when you go camping in bear country this summer, this fall, I want you to remember this lady. She's a Idaho gal. Her name is Belinda Arvidson. And she's paying $5,826.99 because she didn't store her food properly while camping in Grand Teton National Park. That unsecure food 
attracted a grizzly to the campground. Other campers in the area knew it was a no-no, took photos and videos of the bear. That bear had to be relocated by park rangers to another area. There was a lot of cost involved, and there are signs everywhere that say, don't do that, but Belinda did. $5,800 later, she wishes she hadn't. All food and items with a smell must be stored in a bear-resistant food storage locker or in a hard-sided vehicle with the doors locked. The 2021 version of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation's World Elk Calling Championship is in the books. Five new champions, including Cody McCarthy of Napa, Idaho. Cody won the professional division. Jesse Jacobson of Donnelly, Idaho, won her first women's world title. And Tony Gilbertson of Vernonia, Oregon. He hadn't competed in about a decade, but returned and captured the men's division title, a big comeback out of the consolation bracket. Kelton Almond, Santa, Idaho, won the youth division, and from Peyton, Colorado, Hunter Luttrell won the Peewees. National Shooting Sports Month, and you're new, and you're just getting started, and you're intimidated, you don't know what to do, where to go, how to act. I want you to go look at this. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com and look at the Beginner's Guide to Public Shooting Ranges. Brian Pearson wrote it. Brian is the Regional Conservation Manager up in Idaho, and he did a really good job explaining why first-time visitors should not be intimidated and how to enjoy your time at the range. Do a little prep before you go, and safety is always a great place to start. Know the fundamentals. Which way is that muzzle pointed? Keep it in a safe direction all the time. Treat every firearm with the respect due a loaded gun. Be sure of the target, plus what's in front of it and behind it. Keep your finger outside the trigger guard until you're ready to shoot. Unload firearms when not in use. Point a firearm only at something you intend to shoot. Don't run, jump, or climb with a loaded firearm. Store firearms and ammo separately and safely. And by all means, avoid alcohol before and during shooting. When you arrive at the range, check in at the range office. And be open about being a new shooter. They're glad to help. Peter Schultz was fishing with a dead eel on a circle hook about 50 miles offshore of Annapolis, Maryland. That's when he hooked into the giant. The swordfish weighs 301 pounds. It's the new Maryland state swordfish record. To land this fish on 65-pound braid with a 25-foot, 150-pound leader, it took eight hours. He's on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. Congratulations, Peter Schultz of Annapolis, Maryland. 301-pound swordfish. Something bad happened, and we don't know yet what it was. Toledo Bend Reservoir on the Texas-Louisiana border. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents are investigating. The 14-foot boat still hasn't been found. The bodies of Paul Murphy, 46, of Opelousas, Louisiana, Joseph Sam, Jr., 44, of Opelousas, and James Young, 40 years old, of Lafayette, were all recovered from Toledo Bend. When they were late coming in, the investigation began. 
witnesses saw the 10.30 p.m. launch, but that was it, nothing after that. Only one of the three men was wearing a personal flotation device. Last year, when COVID was on the rise, the same thing happened to boat sales. And that boat sales phenomenon has not stopped. The National Marine Manufacturers Association reports that new boat sales remain healthy, at least through May. That's their latest update. According to the latest new powerboat registration report, retail unit sales of new powerboats up 24% on a rolling 12-month year-over-year basis through May. Continued interest and demand for boating over the past year. Pontoons, wake sports boats, runabouts, and cruisers are the leaders of the pack, leading the sales growth. If you've been boat shopping, you know that they're not real easy to come by. Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula in the sport packaging, 30% protein, 20% fat. It's perfect for your hard-working dog. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, we're going to take a little run to the coffee pot, and then it's another pro plan man. Ronnie Smith up in Oklahoma is going to help us build a better bird dog. Hi, I'm Walter Parrott, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. granddaddy of all hunting shows, The Hunter's Extravaganza, returns to Houston, Fort Worth, and San Antonio. Bring the kids and see Gator Country's huge alligators and last season's bucks in our annual deer contest. Check out the latest in hunting gadgets and gear and enter our locked and loaded mega giveaway to win big. The Hunter's Extravaganza, coming this summer to Houston, Fort Worth, and San Antonio. For details and tickets, go to Hunter'sExtravaganza.com, a Texas Trophy Hunters production. It's time to get doves and ducks on your mind. And, hey, deer season is just around the corner. Ramp it up this year with help from Marksman Firearms in Mansfield, Killeen, Wichita Falls, and Granbury. Rifles, pistols, shotguns, ammo, and accessories. Marksman makes it easy, too, with same-as-cash 90-day layaway. Military and first responders enjoy a 10% discount. New to shooting? No problem. Marksman Firearms has knowledgeable pros that love to help. Make your mark at Marksman. MarksmanFirearms.com The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas are award-winning artists many times over, and for several reasons. God-given talent is the starting point, followed by a work ethic that won't allow second best. 
Roy is also a lifelong and well-traveled hunter. He spent countless hours in the field glassing and studying wildlife around the globe. When you trust your rare and timeless memory to True Life Taxidermy Granberry, be assured that you're working with the very best in the business. My home is a testament to Roy's work at True Life Taxidermy. The pheasants, the whitetails, the axes, the fish, all perfectly preserved. True Life Granberry is the only stop you need to make after the hunt, offering not only world-class taxidermy, but wild game processing too. Headed for Africa, New Zealand, Colorado, Montana, or any place else? No problem. True Life is well-versed in import and transport state-to-state or around the globe. You can trust True Life Taxidermy. TrueLifeTaxidermy.org. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at J.J. Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for J.J. Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. you're back. We still have some big fish to fry here at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, welcome back to our camp house. I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors. Right now we're headed for the great state of Oklahoma. My friend Ronnie Smith, one of our pros up there in uh, Oklahoma, helps us build a better bird dog. Ronnie, welcome. Always a pleasure. Uh, I want to talk about hunting dead with our bird dogs, hunting that dead bird that we shot. It's so important that we recover our game and retrieving. Those are a couple of things that, for the most part, most dogs, that just doesn't come naturally. It's not something that they want to do. They want to take off and go find that next bird most of the time. No, it's not, um, Bill. It's it's something what we've noticed over the years. Um, the, the dogs that come to us that um, have the best natural retrieves are the dogs that, when they were puppies, um, were encouraged and worked with on the retrieving, and and when I say that, you can you can do some things that that um, are a detriment to uh, developing a, a good natural retriever, um, and then you can do some things that will help encourage and enhance that. And um, I think what uh, the more controlled the environment that you work in, uh, and, and what I mean by that is is the, the more controlled the environment. Um, you can make happen what you want to happen when you want it to happen. So um, to have that dog in a in a very controlled area, maybe have a little rope on him where um, if he runs by you, you can just pick it up and, and kind of gain control. Um, maybe use a ball initially so that when it rolls across the grass, that prey chase will kick in because he's a predator, and, and he will inherently chase that. Um, there are dogs that are genetically predisposed to be better natural retrievers than others. Um, but again, Bill, we've, 
when that's nurtured at a young age, uh, it, it helps uh, instill that natural retrieving. Uh, Ronnie, I, I've run into this situation a lot, uh, talking to all my bird dog friends uh, throughout the years. Uh, they'll say, boy, he's a really good natural retriever. Should we take that good natural retriever and still uh, go through the force breaking process with that dog, or is that going to be enough? You know, that's, a, that's the $20,000 question, isn't it? Um, I think, you know, that if you're going to be playing a game, um, trialing your dog to where uh, retrieving is something that they have to do, then you should probably go ahead and train that retrieve or do that force fetch because you, you can't afford a refusal um, when you're competing like that. For the dogs that um, are going to be hunting, um, I, I think if he's a good natural retriever, I would leave it alone. Uh, and then if you ever find yourself in a position where he has quit retrieving or his manners are, are um, not what they once were, then you can go clean that up with a trained retrieve. So that trained retrieve, if, if that natural retriever decided to start retrieving on his own, then I guess he could decide not to retrieve on his own at some point. If he's four or five years old, is is he? can we go back and force break that late? You, absolutely. Um, the only thing that, that age, um, the only problems that age cause are that, let's say uh, a couple of, of examples. Let's say you have a four-year-old dog and he retrieved, um, great for three seasons, and then all of a sudden he just quit retrieving. Um, you could probably go uh, do the train retrieve, the force fetch on that dog, and that would clean up quick uh, and real nice. Let's take that same dog and let's say that maybe he was um, hard, a little hard mouth or dropping the bird uh, before he got to you, and he did that for three seasons. Um, that's a little different scenario. Now we've got three seasons of learned behavior, and if you take that dog and, and do the force fetch, um, you're going to manage it once he completes that program. You'll just be managing that behavior for, if you're diligent about it, for probably a season, and then the new behavior will become his behavior. Uh, but if you let it slide just a little bit, he'll revert back to what uh, the old behavior, what he was doing before. Hey, how do we? How can we work with our puppies? I know I, I had a little trick where I would hide a little kibble, three or four pieces of kibble, not hide them, but maybe drop them in the in the grass in a in a small area, and I'd tell them look in here, and I'd wave my hand, look in here, and I'd encourage those little puppies, three, four months old, five months old, to come in there and, and find that kibble and and hear me say hunt dead or look in here. Uh, are there some things like it seemed to work for me, Ronnie? I don't know, maybe that was all in my mind. Is that a good thing? Or are there some things we can do with our pups and young dogs to to encourage hunt dead? Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, Bill, I'm, uh, if you, we'd had this conversation 30 years ago, I would have told you um, that that's probably not something that I would do, and, and told you why and what I would do. But what I have learned is, man, whatever works works. You know it. If that works, awesome. That's, uh, then on that particular dog, then that's great. Um, some of the things that we do on the retrieving, and, and it really helped uh, on the guiding in South Texas where it, it can really get hot. And, and dogs will get hotter hunting dead than they will just running. So it, it's hard to keep a dog in there to hunt dead for a long time unless, again, they really enjoy that. So what we would do is here at home, we would have those dogs on a rope and we would be working them on a down bird, on a dead bird, just to keep him in the vicinity. 
if they got to a point where they wanted to quit, then I would just drop a bird, not let them see it, but just drop a bird on top of the grass and then bring them in with the rope and let them find it. And what we found is that about the time those dogs want to quit, if they can have success finding a bird, eventually you can lengthen the time with which they hunt dead because they have always found a bird. And uh, if you go about it properly, you can have dogs hunt dead forever because they've always found a bird. Um, and another thing that, that a lot of people don't realize is that there is a distance, there's a comfort zone that a dog has in relation to a person and themselves. Uh, typically, the bigger running dogs have a, a bigger zone, a, a bubble away from you. Um, and the shorter running dogs, the, the, the area is closer to you. So where I'm trying to get with that is if you're running a big a big dog or, or a big running dog and you've knocked some birds down, don't walk and stand right where the bird fell, okay? Because what you're going to have to do is you're going to – he's got a, 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 a space that he's comfortable being away from you, and that's as close as he's going to get. So you want to stop short. You need to figure out what that space is and stop short and, and have him work in that area because – if you walk right to the bird, your dog naturally is going to go further away. And then you're having to hack him to get him back in to hunt at your feet. And, and a lot of people aren't aware of that. I was not aware of that. And I've been fooling with bird dogs for, for nearly 30 years now. And I always learn something new when I talk to you. That's why I call you, Ronnie. You're the, you're the guy. <laughs> uh, if we do want to incorporate force fetch into our formal training, when do we do that? At the end of all of our other work or at the beginning, when would you encourage that? Yeah, there, again, that's a, that's up for debate. There are people that have different opinions on that, and, and I have one too. What we like to do is we like to complete our field work and then take a dog through the season, uh, come back the next summer, and do the force fetch. Um, what we see is that if you're doing the force fetch, um, and this is for dogs that were we're holding pretty steady, you know, at least stayed wing. Um, some of them stayed wing shot and deadfall. Uh, if we're doing the force fetch at the same time that we're doing the field work, there's a point in time that becomes contradictive, a point in their field work where you're, you're really wanting them to be very steady on their birds, and it'll usually coincide with the point in their, their trained retrieve where you're wanting them to go out there and get this bird picked up as quick as possible. So we have separated those, those situations. I know there are people that will force fetch before they start their field work. I think that works on your retrievers and your flushers. For us, we've just not been successful doing that with the pointing dogs. Very good. Ronnie, if folks want to get in touch with you, maybe they've got a young prospect that they would like uh, for you to train up, you and Susanna, or attend one of your seminars, where can they learn more? You can go to our website, Bill, and that is RonnieSmithKennels.com. Um, and all of the uh, contact information and, and uh, in information about the seminars and training will be on that site. I'm Delmer Smith. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. And that's the fact. You'll know Toby Meadows when you run into him on the lot there at Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine because on his name tag is a big green bass. <laughs> 
He's earned the right to wear that big fish around. He's caught three over 10 pounds. Yes, sir. Three times, uh, twice on Lake Fork and once on Lake Conroe. This lifelong passion for Toby started in the cab of that old Chevy truck, headed for the fishing hole a long time ago. I had an uncle, Uncle Jim, got me started. And it was just a little cork popper with little black and yellow feathers, looked like a bumblebee, and that started it all. Three 10-pounders and 19 years with the classic grapevine family. And Toby is still going down the road in that Chevy truck. These days, though, it's a little newer, a little less bumpy, and a whole lot more powerful. Yes, it is. I like it, too, especially that diesel. Got that half-ton diesel. It's good. Nice truck. Lifelong memories await your bunch in the cab of the truck. Get started at ClassicChevrolet.com. Imagine a change in Hollywood's message. Imagine a big-screen version of your life telling your story as a God-fearing, red-blooded hunter. Manifesting your God-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table. Lots of folks seem to think this film is a great idea. This is Michael Waddell. I'm Toxie Hayes. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter-funded, God-glorifying movie centered around our hope, our heritage, our harvest. What this world needs is a hunter. You make this world a better place. Come on, theharvestmovie.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas Hill Country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite, by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal-clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters. Orvis and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence. And I think you will too. You won't find a prettier place to get married. And our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do. JoshuaCreek.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter. 
predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Camp House has lots of room. Come on in, Kinder Outdoors. Hey, don't forget to drop by kinderoutdoors.com and register to win your six-pack of tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganzas. Uh, the big kickoff weekend, well, it's down in Houston this weekend right now. Next weekend, the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza is in Fort Worth, and then they'll wrap it up in San Antonio two weeks from uh, this weekend, uh, and we've got a six-pack of tickets that are good to any of these shows for you. Register and win. It's a simple drawing at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Kinder Outdoors pro Gary Klein has qualified for 30 Bassmaster Classics in his illustrious career. He's also a co-founder of Major League Fishing, and he's in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. We always learn from you, Gary. Thanks for being here. Greatly appreciate it, buddy. Well, thank you very much, Billy, man. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. I appreciate uh, being able to sit down with a guy with your much knowledge. We can all learn something from you as we head out to the lake today. And I want to talk about structure. Uh, you might have the greatest bass boat in the world. You might be sitting on the greatest bass lake in the world. But if you don't know what you're looking for at the bottom of that lake, you might as well be fishing in the bathtub. Well, exactly. You know, really, it's the definition. You know, you have cover, and then you have what we are now talking about is structure. And structure to me is a bottom change. Uh, and that bottom change could be uh, elevation change, and it could also be a topo change from mud to rock, you know, pea gravel to boulders. Uh, so structure to me is on the bottom, and cover is what is, you know, available to the fish. Gotcha. Okay, let's talk about structure. What do you like? When I pulled up on you in South Dakota, you were fishing 30 feet deep, but you were fishing... 33 feet deep. There was a little something down there that you liked. Well, you know, it, you know, again, it all boils down to time of year. Time of year and current conditions. I mean, it's real hard to go outside and fish structure when you're exposed to the elements. Yeah. You know, because a lot of what we're talking about is offshore, so you're exposed to a wind. So it's real important to pay attention to the weather. And, uh, you know, if you have that window to go out and look, one thing that I enjoy about fishing offshore is that those fish almost act like they're unmolested. Mm -hmm. It's like they've never seen a lure before. They feel safer. Yeah, very safe. They're in their environment, and all of a sudden I'm just a natural presentation with an artificial lure, and they bite it. Yeah. When is there one time of year more than another when structure is more important than other times? 
Well, to me, my favorite time of the year is the fall. You know, we've had the fall turnovers, uh, so there is no thermocline. There's nothing really preventing the fish to start using the deeper water, and they use it. Late October, November, December are phenomenal times to get offshore and fish deep. Okay. Now let's talk about cover a little bit and how to pick that apart. If you're going to fish on the Bassmaster Elite Series, which you have done very successfully at a high level for a long time, you've qualified for 30 Bassmaster Classics. Did you people hear me? He's qualified for 30 Bassmaster Classics. 30. That's an amazing feat, and you've got to be able to break it down in Florida. You've got to be able to break it down in Texas, wherever the trail takes you. Let's talk about Florida. It's intimidating. You pull out there, and there's 17 different times of, aqu of aquatic weed and cover growing in that lake. How do you even know where to go? Well, first of all, you have to always go back to the understanding that you're fishing for a bass. And a bass is conditioned by his environment, and he can only relate to what is in his environment. Uh, so, you know, if there's no lily pad, you don't have to worry about lily pads. Fish relate to stuff on edges, uh, even on some of the best aquatic lakes, like you just mentioned, and, you know, maybe it's Lake Okeechobee. Uh, too much of anything's not good. Uh, and if you have a lot of mixes, and really pay attention to the bottom that they grow. Uh, literally, if you start understanding what grows where, you can drive down the lake and literally pay attention to what you're seeing, and you can almost predict bottom hardness and depth by what, plants you're identifying that are growing in that area. And it's the same thing like, you know, here in the state of Texas, if you're on a lake like Toledo Bend, um, I, I, I had the opportunity to fish Toledo Bend at a very early age back in the 70s when all the timber stood. Well, I learned real quick that pine trees grew up on ridges. So if you looked at across the lake and you saw a big bunch of pine trees, chances are they were on the top of a ridge where all your hardwoods, especially your cypress trees, were usually on bayous, mm -hmm. streams and sloughs, and even take it a step further, when you studied the timber, you could tell that the longest branches always grew out over the moisture. Mm -hmm. So now you can run down the lake and look out and all that timber, and you're just not seeing all the timber. You're learning how to read what it is that you're seeing. Same thing with aquatic vegetation. Now, a lot of it, you have to get right on top of it in order to really identify what it is or with your electronics uh, a lot of your uh, aquatic in the right water clarities will grow out deep mm. um, but yeah fish relate to it they love to be on edges and uh, I look for change same thing with structure I mean if I have a change where it goes from a clay bottom to a pea gravel bottom I can see that on my depth finder a lot of times that's what those fish like to kind of hang around Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, Gary. I love to bass fish. I absolutely love to bass fish. As a matter of fact, smallmouth bass are my favorite fish to catch. But do you ever catch anything out of the lake that you end up dipping in the peanut oil uh, with a little salt and pepper and cornmeal later on? Well, I tell you, you know, you just mentioned some crappie. They sure taste good, and I know walleye taste really good. But um, I do not remember the last time I flayed anything. And it's not really that I don't have the time, but... Uh, yeah. I enjoy to eat fish. When you get two minutes, you go catch a bass, don't you? Yeah, I like to catch fish, and I turn them loose. The Hall of Famer, Gary Klein. This corner of the camp house brought to you by all the great Purina Pro Plan formulas that you'll find at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. For a healthier dog, make the switch to the perfect formula for your dog, Pro Plan. Hey, we've got enough time for a Kinder Outdoors flashback. We're going to go back to the first time I ever met 
the great Jim Zumbo. If the good Lord said tomorrow to the great Jim Zumbo, now Jim, you can only hunt whitetail deer, or you can only safari. If he narrowed you down to one, what would you pick? Oh golly, that's a good question. But that's I, a tough I, one. I live in Wyoming, um, in the middle of great elk country for a good reason. I, in fact, I've written seven books on elk hunting. Uh, elk would be my favorite. Would it? Yes, it that's would. That's the one. Yeah. I tell you, I, I love the sound of, of birds, and my my writing friend Ray Sasser says the greatest sounds in the world are are birds, a bobwhite quail or a nighthawk, and and the only thing that tops a bird is an elk's call in the mountains. It's got to be the greatest sound in all of the outdoors. I can understand. I believe that. I yeah, sure do. I go yeah. along with that. Yep. Do you remember your first writing job that you actually got paid for? Absolutely. I was a student at Utah State University studying forestry. I got a bachelor's in forestry and wildlife, and uh, I was 22 years old, and I actually sold the story to Outdoor Life. And at that time, I was a poor student, worked my way through college. The story was about a little 7-inch fish that lives in a lake on the Utah-Idaho border. They catch them with nets in January. <laughs> and uh, it was, actually, it was a wager with a college professor that I would do that, and I, I did it. And... Um, not only won the wager, but had the story printed. There you go. And you said, I can't believe I got paid for doing this. That's right. And I thought, man, I'm going to be a full-time writer. Well, six years before I sold the next story. But I did go in to work to the outdoors for 15 years. Do you know how many writers have come and gone and failed since you began? And, and you're just one of the world's greatest. Well, you know, I was at the right place at the right time, really. Uh, I think it was just a matter of being very fortunate. Uh, I like to say there's three T's to be a writer. That's timing, talent, and tenacity. Hanging in there, being able to write a complete sentence and being at the right place at the right time. And that uh, big emphasis on that talent part when it comes to Jim Zumbo. Well, you know, a lot. Of, I, I read my first stories, and it's like, oh, my gosh, did I really write that? So <laughs> you kind of evolve, you know. Right. But you do have to have a, a bit of a command of the English language because the magazines back in those days were all based in New York City, and those people were they were pretty demanding on. on but uh, anyway, I, you know, I think one of the reasons I, I made it was because I was a forester and a wildlife biologist. Mm-hmm. And if I said a white-tailed deer preferred white oak acorns over red oak, they believe me. Right, right. <laughs> because I had the credentials in school, so, exactly. so that helped a lot. First time I ever met Jim Zumbo was at a Ducks Unlimited convention many moons ago. It's National Shooting Sports Month. We're talking about it with Zach Snow from the National Shooting Sports Foddition. When we come back from the coffee pot. I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors. The granddaddy of all hunting shows, The Hunter's Extravaganza, returns to Houston, Fort Worth, and San Antonio. Bring the kids and see Gator Country's huge alligators and last season's bucks in our annual deer contest. Check out the latest in hunting gadgets and gear and enter our locked and loaded mega giveaway to win big. The Hunter's Extravaganza, coming this summer to Houston, Fort Worth, and San Antonio. For details and tickets, go to Hunter'sExtravaganza.com, a Texas Trophy Hunters production. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south 
almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit KinderOutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then view our media kit and give Audra a call. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or NASTRA. This was the very idea of NASTRA's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in NASTRA field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. NASTRA sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his NASTRA championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and NASTRA's five national championships. Take a look at our website, nstra.org, and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. At Classic Chevrolet Grapevine, we know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. Because it's fun to um, be able to uh, do something with my dad and my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here and dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm-hmm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you very. go. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Yes. Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com. <laughs> Sometimes our office is a bass boat. Tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors. Come see us at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Check out the bragging board. Drop a picture off for the bragging board. You can hear the podcast there at kinderoutdoors.com. 2021 NRA annual meetings and exhibits coming up in Houston over Labor Day weekend. That'll be a great way to wrap up National Shooting Sports Month. The exhibit hall for the NRA is unbelievable. If you're into the shooting sports and you like guns, you got to go. 
all the hottest products from the leading companies in the firearm and outdoor industry are going to be there, like always. Live music and entertainment, banquets, auctions, dinners, September 3, 4, and 5 in Houston, and admission is free for NRA members and their families. Celebrating 150 years of freedom, firearms, and the Second Amendment, the NRA annual meetings, Labor Day weekend, George R. Brown Convention Center. We're celebrating National Shooting Sports Month with the National Shooting Sports Foundation. My buddy, Zach Snow, in case you missed our conversation last hour, here we go again. Zach Snow joins me every year about this uh, about this time of year, Zach, because, hey, it's time to celebrate National Shooting Sports Month. Yes, it is. That's a big, big deal, especially this year, Zach, because, oh, my goodness, a lot of people own a gun today that didn't one year ago. Yes. This is true. Over eight and a half million new gun owners, for that matter, Billy. And it's uh, it's exciting to see the the surge of new gun owners out there, and uh, we welcome them to join us in celebrating Shooting Sports Month this August for the fifth annual year in a row now. Yes, absolutely. And you know, lots of different reasons that people uh, bought a gun last year, and and that is what it is. But the end result is you have a you now have a firearm and you've got a range nearby, somewhere close to you, that would love to show you, teach you, help you, uh, enjoy time on the range with you. Uh, the shooting uh, crowd, uh, the folks that enjoy the shooting sports, uh, there's no reason to be intimidated, Zach. We're a welcoming bunch of folks. Oh, no doubt about that. You know, it uh, really is an extended family, uh, and, and I would say most shooters at ranges across the country are there to welcome you in with open arms and help guide you down the path to get you on target and also just expose you to new shooting sports that you may never have seen before to really kickstart that shooting sports journey as a new gun owner. Because, as you said, yeah, many people may have purchased a firearm to feel safer last year. Well, now take that safe and turn it into fun by heading out to the range and getting a taste of the array of shooting sports activities that ranges have to offer across the country. You know, I, I have the privilege and have had for a number of years now of teaching youth shotgun uh, in the uh, summertime, in the spring and summertime. And uh, when I do that, I always have parents there with kids that are, you know, they're kind of, they're nervous. They, they're not real sure about all this. They've never been around guns themselves. And, Zach, by the end of the day, the parents are up there shooting, too, wanting their equal time. It's it's fun. It is so very safe. People learn that when they finally uh, get past the stigmatism and, and get their hands-on training and, and around it at the range. Uh, it's so safe. And you guys have got some great statistics, I think, that I've seen that back that up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, we also know statistically that, you know, there's over 30 million Americans that if invited to go target shooting, they would. And, you know, stemming back to what you just said there, Bill, you know, Thank you for what you're doing to give back and introducing new people and being a mentor. That ties right in with an initiative we started a few years back known as the Plus One Movement, uh, which Plus One is very much tied right into National Shooting Sports Month in that we challenge each and every gun owner, target shooter out there to join the Plus One Movement by introducing somebody new and relive the shot, that first shot you took through the eyes of a friend. Uh, you know, I can't say that there's not a more rewarding feeling than getting a person to break their first clay target, ring their first piece of steel, 
or hit the bullseye on a paper target. And doing it for youth while their parents are around just makes them recognize that, wow, this is a new activity that we can actually enjoy with our kids for the rest of our life. So yeah. as gun owners listening right now, I encourage you all to take the plus one challenge and take the pledge to introduce somebody new as you celebrate Shooting Sports Month and help grow our sports. Absolutely, and, and to watch that new shooter, if you invite your neighbor to the range, when they break that first play or hit that target like Zach was talking about, and you see the light come on in them, and they finally realize why we've all been so excited about this for so long, it's a great moment, and you want to do it over and over again. Um, we all think about movie theaters and dinner and, and traditional things like that, but, hey, make it a date at the range. And, uh, you know, that can be with your son, your daughter, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Go shooting. Rent a gun and have fun at the range. It's a great way to get to know each other. Yep. And, uh, you know, we've got hundreds of ranges across the country and retailers that are joining in the celebration this August with fun promotions and events. Uh, you can learn more at letsgoshooting.org to find a host range or retailer near you. You can also uh, enter the plus one gearbox giveaways that we have this month. We have six different gearboxes thanks to our sponsors uh, and uh, also helping just grow in the sports by taking the plus one pledge. You bet. Absolutely. Hey, tell me about your hunting season last year. Did you get a chance to go uh, turn the bird dogs loose and get out in the field? I did. You know, I got out there a few times with Dad and the dogs, and always great to be out there with family and friends. And, uh, yeah, you know, we got out in the field, so I'm looking forward to this fall and getting my doggies out there again. You know, I got a younger English cocker who she's, uh, she's a little harder-headed than the boy, but, uh, you know, we're making headway each day. So I uh, <laughs> definitely look forward to getting out there with family again in the fall. And, uh, for right now, just enjoying some time out on the range, breaking clays, ring and steel, whenever time permits. Yep, August, traditionally the time when uh, folks start to get that shotgun out uh, that's been in the closet for a year because, hey, before long, doves are going to be legal. It'll be dove season, and then all the uh, upland seasons unfold, and uh, now is a great time to uh, to go and get out on the range and uh, and get warmed up, tuned up for bird season. And like you were saying there are some great deals right now with retailers and ranges all across the country during National Shooting Sports Month. Uh, you can you can uh, come out a winner on this deal and save a little money uh, along the way. Uh, Zach, for folks that don't know, tell us who is the National Shooting Sports Foundation? Well, NSSF is the Firearm Industry Trade Association. We were founded in 1961. Our mission is to promote, preserve, and protect hunting and the shooting sports. And so we're a member-based organization that represents the manufacturers, firearm retailers, shooting ranges, shooting sports organizations, and our industry's media outlets uh, to help in attracting people to the shooting sports and to protect our industry from any challenges we could potentially face. Yeah, and you do a heck of a job. A lot of, a lot of people have never even heard of the NSSF. You quietly go about your business, but so very strong for we, uh, the gun owner, through uh, helping our retailers and uh, and ranges, and we greatly uh, greatly appreciate that. Zach, happy uh, shooting sports month to you. Thank you, Billy. You too, and uh, to everyone listening, let's go shooting. I'd like to thank Zach Snow from the National Shooting Sports Foundation for joining us on the show today, as well as Ronnie Smith with his dog training expertise. Gary Klein took us bass fishing. 
David Gray with Dove Blasters. Hey, it's almost time. Jim Terrell. It's always good classroom time when we catch up with Jim talking guns. And Lauren Conklin with the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. Hey, we'll be looking for you in Fort Worth next weekend at the Convention Center. Be sure and drop by KinderOutdoors.com and register to win a six-pack of tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. Hey, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together and invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. (laughs) 